Georgia lawyers, Bob and Irreverent D, talk law. Listen up for stories about how things really happen in our legal system. Who are these guys? Dwayne Singleton, Irreverent D, is a criminal defense attorney in the state of Georgia. Benjamin O. Benson, a.k.a. Bob is a personal injury attorney in Atlanta. On today's episode, the boys welcome back attorney Dan Duwaskin. Now, sit back and take a listen as Bob and Irreverent D talk long. My wife, when we drive, she'll look like this when she's in her seat because she can't stand that the the red light is on empty. And I tell her, I got another four days before I can get to Costco for gas. And if I look at it like this, I have more of a tank. It's all like your perspective. I'm, I'm Judah the hammer all over again. <laughs> Welcome to the Bob and Irreverent D Talk Law Podcast. I am Bob, B-O-B, short for Benjamin O. Benson of the Bob Law Firm. We're a personal injury practice Good. in Atlanta. Look at the camera. You're, you're, you're shifty and dishonest right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's right, just, I'm sorry, producer Steve. It's just that there are so many cameras. I can't, I can't decide on one of them. Well, today right. they'll be shifty and dishonest. No shifty. <laughs> right there. Listen, I want to welcome you to the Bob and Irreverent D Talk Law Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bob. That's short for Benjamin O. Benson of the Bob Law Firm. We're a personal injury practice here in Atlanta. I'm joined by the ever illustrious Irreverent D, short for Dwayne Singleton. I feel like I should flip people off right now, but right? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, My maybe mom not. Watches this is supposed this. to be this is supposed to be a family <laughs> it's kid friendly. Show. Yeah. Yes. Dwayne is in the Singleton Trial Lawyers Group. group. Sorry, it's it's taken me a little while to get used to the new well, we did change the naming name. convention. That's okay. right. And we're joined today by our really good friend Dan DeWaskin of the DeWaskin Law Firm in Decatur, Georgia. Dan, tell us a, a second about uh, your practice. Practice is uh, personal injury, criminal defense. We are trial lawyers, and um, we it depend just depends on the case. But we handle a lot of different matters, and uh, we do travel all over. But that's uh, we, we focus a lot of our practice in DeKalb, Georgia. And the greatest website name ever. Atlantatrial.com. It's perfect. I perfect. love it. I love it. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, today we're going over a news item that involves a premises liability case. I'm going to tell you uh, in general what it, or in specific what the news item is, what the case is about, and then we're going to spend a little time discussing the implications. Let's get into the news. All right. So here's what happened. The case is called Pennington versus Bridge Senior Living, and it involves this guy Pennington who lives at the Senior Living Center. He's a patron there. He's, a, he's like a tenant there, and he is walking into the, onto the premises. He's on the actual uh, property, and he trips and falls over this, this place where the concrete and the asphalt meet. They call it a scene. Right? And it's usually um, that usually there's kind of a gap or like a ledge or an edge or a rough surface that happens in between the asphalt and the concrete. So it can expand open. and contract. Right? That's right. right. That's right. Because they can't marry it completely. Right. Uh, so he trips over it, has serious injuries, dies like it was bad. 
It's a pet fall. So his estate files a lawsuit against the senior living center, against this essentially apartment complex, saying you had an unreasonably dangerous premises, right? There was this gap. Uh, there was this ledge or an edge or a thing that he caught his foot on. It was obviously dangerous enough that, that he caught his foot on it and tripped and fell and died. The defendants said, um, listen, this, you can, you can already guess, it's open and obvious, right? You can see it. Uh, and the law says you're supposed to watch where you walk. And so they, the defendants filed a motion to dismiss the case, or what we call a motion for summary judgment, saying, Judge, we want you to dismiss this case because it's not a case. Under the law, it's not a case. The judge says, yeah, you're right. It's not a case. Uh, saying that, let's see here, the static condition, that's the, the thing, the static condition is different from um, like water on the floor, right? Uh, they cannot prove that the defendant had more knowledge about it than he did. Okay? Superior knowledge. Superior knowledge. Hang on. Let me finish the news item. <laughs> I know. I'm so, so you're like you're like jumping at the bit. Let me just talk about this. Not yet. So they appeal it to the court of appeals, and I thought when I was reading this, the court of appeals sent it back down and say, "Hey, you know, uh, Robinson versus Kroger, blah, 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 the totality of the circumstances." No, the trial court, the the uh, the appellate court, the court of appeals said, "No, they're right. Not a case." Now, I had not read this full opinion. This is the second part of it that we would want to talk about. I not read this full opinion. And so I, as an experiment yesterday, I put this case and all the text into chat GPT <laughs> and asked OpenAI to summarize what, what happened. It did a pretty good job, but I want to share a couple of things with you that, that are our problem. One, uh, uh, the chat GPT, the AI says that the, Court of Appeals affirmed it, saying that they failed to show that the defendant had superior knowledge. And that's it. Then I went back and I read the, the thing, right? And uh, because I was looking for something, you know what I'm looking for. There's a case out there that says, hey, uh, everybody knows that pavement is uneven. You're not entitled to a completely... It doesn't um, have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're not entitled to a smooth surface, right? And sure enough, that's exactly what the Court of Appeals held. They said, there's this case out there, and the case says a customer is not entitled to an absolutely smooth or level way of travel. It's common knowledge that small cracks, holes, and uneven spots often develop in pavement. And that makes it uh, that you should have seen it and you should have, and you should have avoided that crack, right? We, I call it, well, it's the uneven pavement rule, right? right the, the, the shorthand. But well, our premise case are so tough. So, so it, it, to, I want to dig into just a couple. Let's discuss a couple different things here. <laughs> First of all, just just um, I actually I, I am a, a licensed real estate broker in Georgia, as well. I have that that credential. So can we pause there for just a minute? You're post certified former police officer. You're like a, a trial lawyer extraordinaire, and you're a real estate broker. Yeah, like when I, when I like, like, like by the way, they're, they're, so so stuff. the real estate company is called Schmitz Creek, but uh, 
I'm being serious. I'm being I'm being serious. My agents are Jason and Summer Schmidt. They're fantastic people. But Schmidt's Creek Realty. But to say this, I point this out because in something that you may not know, um, everyone or people are familiar with the term fair housing. What that means is that that if I own an apartment complex, I can't say that uh, no people of this religion can live there. I can't say I'm not allowed to discriminate and say, ma'am, I'm sorry. Um, You've got kids. You're not allowed in my apartment. Right. Um, if I, if, again, there's, there's a, it's actually a small time bigot rule that if you have two, if, if I'm renting out my carriage house, I can discriminate on certain things. But the point is that, that there are laws against that. However, one of the things you said here, this is a senior living facility. There is a cutout in the law that allows for, if you have a, a certain, that if you want to build a senior living facility that caters to seniors, that seniors don't have to walk around and have tons of screaming children and whatnot. I'm not biased against screaming children, but the point is that that is a carve-out for seniors. I did not know this. My point is, what happens the next time? I want you to imagine that as we're talking right now, someone else trips over this very seam. At what point point do we stop and say, you know, they knew about this. They really should take care of it. It's a clear and present danger to a bunch of people who aren't as able to take care of themselves and to look down and go, hey, you know, we're just not entitled to, you know, even pavement, so... We'll just keep losing people. So maybe it needs to be a little safer for seniors, right? Correct. And the other thing is there's ways that they can, we're we're not saying that they have to change it, but a lot of times if there is a a step up uh, at a grocery store or whatnot, what do they do? They paint it. They put a railing up. They do make it more obvious. Exactly. So there there are, what I don't understand is why this necessarily bypasses that totality of the circumstances and what makes this case different. Well, and and didn't this have like a code violation? Didn't it like not meet code? Yeah. That should have got them through summary judgment in my opinion. You're right. I feel the same way. Like that should be a totality of the circumstances. Like, you have to take all of these things into consideration. You can't just decide as a judge, this isn't the case, right? Um, Maybe you right. use chat GPT to make his decision. That's probably what happened. <laughs> That's probably what happened. The, um, no, the, in fact, that gap in between had, was in violation of code. They had The plaintiff had an expert that said, the industry standard is there should only be 14,000 micrometers or whatever, like, you know, gap in between these two different things. And this was much greater than that. Like, and, uh, and even so the judge said, no, you don't have a case. I don't. S- superior knowledge is important, but let me ask you, did they also bring up tr- prior traverse? No, that was not, that was not specifically uh, addressed in the, I did end up reading through the entire uh, thing, but you know was, what I mean by prior yeah. traverse. That, that basically, one of the things it says that if you see that that if you've gone through this before, if you, I, I, we had a case that wasn't a case because they didn't put uh, salt out uh, when there was when the, the the entire passage was icy when a guy was going to get coffee, uh, and he fell, and we would have had a fantastic case except he fell coming out. So, so they said that you already it. walked past it, so you knew it was slick. You came out. And you broke your hip and whatnot. Not so a case because of prior traverse. Well, but see, the argument to, to me is that they can argue that at the end of the case, right? You can argue that to the jury. Right. right. Yeah. That's what happens with it. So just to unpack that, prior traverse, I want to do this slowly, means I already went past that danger, appreciated the danger, understood the danger of it, 
and went past and got out of the car a hundred times at this spot and walked into the senior center. Even even once, <laughs> right? Even once, just once. But, um, that's all it takes for cars reverse. That's how I have survived summary judgment. In some cases, to say, look, whether my client appreciated that that was a risk is an issue for twelve strangers who don't know my client right. to decide. Doesn't right? mean we don't have a case. Doesn't mean we don't have a case. Right. They have to they have to appreciate that that was dangerous because there are plenty of times that we've gone past something or over something or traversed something that was dangerous, didn't know that it was dangerous the whole time. Well, what I don't like about summary judgment too, is you're snatching it out of the hands of the jury and the judge is just saying, eh, what I mean, I hear it. Yep. Done. Why, why would they do that, Dwayne? I'm not, because <laughs> they don't want to hear the case. No, they don't, don't tell me there. that. You're saying that judges would make decisions There's golf for reasons Friday. other than the justice of the court? Yeah, sometimes they just insane. don't want to hear them. Sometimes it's biased towards attorneys, right? Sometimes they don't like the plaintiff's lawyer. I mean, so that- Sometimes so they that, don't like the defense lawyer. So right? that your, your, your listeners can uh, appreciate this, um, there are certain cases that, that if I say, you know, Ben, you're a jerk in this room and I walk out and I hurt your feelings and you sue me and you say, hey, listen, Dan called me a jerk and he hurt my feelings. Um, it's slander and, and there's no there's no damage. That, if I'm able to prove that there's no damage other than that your feelings got hurt, well, that's a summary judgment case. There's nothing for a jury right. to hear. Right. Free speech. That's, we will that's free not speech. compensate people for their hurt feelings. Correct. Right. Um, that's not a recoverable. But so I think this had questions of fact. Yeah, though, that that's the issue. Heard. Questions of fact. My, my point, what I was trying to say is that if there's a question of law that the ju- that, that a judge can say, there's not an issue of fact here. If everything Ben says is true, yeah. every single thing, Dan said, yeah, I called him a jerk. You can't win. A jury can't award you that, that if a jury did that, they would be in violation of the law and the court of appeals would have to throw it out. So we're going to save that step. Plus, this and this is super important truth is an absolute defense to slander and i am a jerk <laughs> <laughs> well as you know it's it's not enough to be right to win a case before a jury you gotta gotta make sure the jury understands everything and that they they're able to appreciate the yeah. law and the facts well, yeah i think that um our a lot of times clients don't get that that there are just vagaries of chance like you just don't know What's, right. go, what's going to happen? You've seen that in criminal trials. We've seen that in in um, in, in other trials. I've, I've tried cases where the I didn't get dismissed. I took it all the way through a jury uh, with a jury, and the jury found against my client, even though everyone agreed to all of the facts. Right. Yeah. Right. Like we we agreed that I should win. It's just a matter of how much, and they said nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So you just never know what's going to happen. Well, and that's, you know, with the, especially like when you're talking about these premise cases, people call all the time, I fell, yep. something happened, I tripped getting out of my car. Just because you fall on somebody else's property doesn't 100% guarantee that you got a lawsuit. And a lot of people think you do. Yeah, it does mean that you should look into it. Especially if somebody dies. Right. I mean, I would look into this. Because there's, I would have, I would have like, looking at it in retrospect, I can't imagine me sitting with the widow of this this man that died and saying, "Sorry, you don't have a case. It's an une- uneven it's the uneven pavement rule." Right. right. I would never have thought that. But I, they are they are as we're talking about so fact specific that I, I yeah I'm going to say that at least at least five times I've turned down cases from bowling alleys. 
where people <laughs> fell in bowling alleys. Because, uh, again, there are people that will call and be like, oh, I stepped over the, the foul line. That's the line that separates the lane from the... And I, I slipped. I was wearing these very slick shoes. Yes, the shoes yeah. that are designed to be slick. <laughs> so meant to be slick. Can, so you can yeah. slide that yeah. last yeah. little leg. Actually, um, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's finish with this. You actually referred me a client where you said, I can't, I can't help you. Because it was a bowling uh, bowling alley case. This case and is terrible. Call Ben. Call Ben. Call Ben. Oh, he'll take anything. <laughs> it turns out Michael, she passed. She passed my test, which was, "Do I like you?" Right, and I I loved her, and she had a really good. She had a really good argument, and she was there for a work function, and they didn't give out the slippery shoes. They had her go. You remember this? I remember this. Right, we got money. We got money for her because. Did um, I get my referral think, fee? Yo, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> shared our fee with you. The um, they, because uh, she ended up using she ended up using the sneakers instead of the slippery shoes. When you have rules, follow your rules, yeah, and you can bet the bowling alleys they won't lo- allow you to to bowl barefoot. Last night I was with friends who were throwing, who were axe throwing, and she was the, one of the, the people there was wearing <laughs> you heels. You're axe throwing. And, uh, I went axe, but, but she was wearing heels. And so it was really tough. She ended up having to borrow someone else's shoes. But no, you can't. We, we all kind of knew you that. You can't throw hatchets with heels. Right. That's well, just but, it. But you also can't throw hatchets. They would have allowed her to wear, wear the heels, which would have been interesting. But you can't do it in, in your socks or in your. Oh, she wanted to take it so she could have better balance. She wanted to be yeah. barefoot. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. But so apparently <laughs> you can throw hatchets with heels. Uh, she did a, a couple times and then we. It just, it's tougher. It's just, well, it doesn't mean that you're going to. It's just. All right. Thanks for joining the show. Please subscribe, comment about whether you've ever, I want to know, has anyone ever thrown hatchets in heels? (laughs) Thanks for joining Like and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time when Bob and Irreverent D talk law.